Hello and welcome to the Empower Hour. You are here with your girl, Geo, and this is the part two from the podcast that I did last week discussing my anxiety and what I do to help it. So this bit is going to, this bit, (laughs) this podcast is going to be connected kind of with the last one I did. Um, So I'll talk you in if you have no idea what I'm talking about. On my Heels Empowerment Instagram story, I opened up about how I've been feeling recently and that I'm going to be discussing it. So then I did a question box and said, is there anything people want to ask me about it or just generally like anything that anyone want to share or yeah, just just questions about me running a business, what that's like. And that's this section is answering the questions. Things about me. Switching off from work. How do I do that? And also, thank you for helping my anxiety when I'm in class. No problem, queen. So how do I switch off from work? I think this is, it sounds so dramatic, but what I legit say to me is, if I don't reply to this DM, like, nobody's going to (laughs) die. And... I think sometimes you've got to go that extreme. Like, we sometimes say it's so important. I've got work. I've got this deadline. It's like, actually, like, what's really going to happen if I don't reply? If, you know, if I just reply to that message in the morning? It's not that deep. And yes, of course, like, I, with my job, people open up in the DMs. But it's my responsibility to look after myself as well. And then if I'm not rested and not looking after myself, then I'm not going to give the best advice. So I'm not able to do my job as well if I don't relax. So it's not that deep. And there are some people who are in jobs, like being a doctor, working in a hospital, where people will die. (laughs) It sounds really morbid. I'm so sorry. But it's because it's true, you know? Like, my job doesn't mean that. And I am in control and I am in power to, to be like, no, I can switch off. So I think that's probably one thing that I do is I, if I feel like I can't control myself, I will give my phone to my partner. But I am getting good now at like having that self-control. I will leave my phone on the side um, of the room and we will just be chilling and I'll just have my phones on the side. I have my work phone and my, and my normal phone as well. And I'll just leave them on the side and I will prioritise winding down for the evening which means that I'll have a better sleep and then I'll feel more rested and then I'll be able to give more in the morning. Okay, next queen of asked, how do you cope putting pressure on yourself and comparison? Um, I don't... This is a tricky one and I don't know what angle I could go on this but I think what comes to mind is like, I don't really put pressure and comparison on myself anymore like is in like I don't look at someone and like compare myself and then be like I need to be more like that and then put pressure on myself because I need to be like that I don't really do that anymore um which is a beautiful feeling <laughs> and my god it that has been a journey for me where I compare myself but then what's the point trying to be like someone else because you're never going to be them you are your own superpower and I think that and that is like my mantra with heels empowerment as well like you are your own superpower 
no literally no one can be you so why try and be someone else when you can be your own like unique self you you have something to offer and like what you have to offer is beautiful so put that on the table you don't need to try to be like anyone else because you know they they can't do what you do and you can't do what they do like and that's what's beautiful and I think when you realize actually that's what the beauty of that's unique well that is what's unique and everyone has their unique thing like for example me and my team we're we're all well I will say we're a talented team we're all talented but what makes us good at our jobs is very different things and what we offer to the table so remember what you offer to the table is very valid um and then another thing is if if I am putting pressure on myself it is because I want to do it so I have a motivation for that pressure so if it's something I don't want to do then I won't put pressure to do it so I don't listen to the outside um outside uh, can't get my words out start again <laughs> I don't I don't listen to the external pressure of what you know my peers might want from me or what I should be doing I don't listen to that pressure I know what I need to be doing I know what works for me and my business I know what I want <laughs> yeah simply I know what I want and it's valid what I want and what someone else might want from you, it might not be what you need to be doing and what you should be pursuing. So listen to what you truly think you need to be doing. And that is the kind of pressure that's good is when you listen to what you needed out of out of life. Yeah, out of life, really. So yeah, you are your own superpower. Another queen of asks, how do you interrupt intrusive thoughts when you get anxious? This is, I think this is just still, like, an ongoing thing for everyone. Like, I think this is something that, like, everyone will still, like, continuously work on. And it is something that i got to actively do. And I tell myself in those moments, it's not real. And I remind myself I'm safe, loved, have a roof over my head. i got a great support network around me. And at the end of the day... That's all that really matters. So again, when all that outside noise is really affecting you, hone in to that of just, I'm safe. I got a roof over my head. I got food on the table. And if I'm, what well, I used to get anxious about a lot is, oh my God, what if heels department ends tomorrow what am I going to do with my life oh my god this is my whole identity like what what what, what would I do with my life I, I'd be a, like not a nobody but as in that I, I'm not good at anything else so I couldn't offer anything else to the table and which isn't true that is that stupid voice that goes inside your um inside your head like the devil on your shoulder but I've learned to mute that and then what I do then what radiates in my mind is actually no none of that external stuff really truly matters what matters is that I'm healthy and I've got a good support network and I'm safe truly that's all that really matters in life and that's what we all deserve those things well it's a necessity to have those things so 
just hone into that onto that and you go okay i have those things that's all that really matters and i think we can really focus on like the little stresses in our job sometimes and well i don't know casey said to to bell they're completely like made up made up names but i think we worry about that a bit too much sometimes and actually if that is what's stressing you out just try to mute it and i think that's that's what helps me with things that make me anxious but i think yeah with the intrusive thoughts those points is what i think of and then what do you do to help calm your anxious brain okay so i did kind of speak about this in the last podcast but i think it is important to raise this again for me it's podcasts getting off my phone in the evening and not making it the first thing that i do in the morning and then talking to people those are like my three things that's crucial podcasts getting off my phone and talking to people like i say people talking about it and i think it's important to say as well when you talk like talk to the correct people people who you you know that will support you through this and will give you good advice sometimes when you talk to too many people and have too many opinions it's not great i think i have like a select people when i when i'm feeling like down i have certain people who i will talk about my issues with and it's because they know by opening up it means a lot so yeah open up to the correct people i think that's really important my next my next question oh this is totally not anything to do with anxiety but i love it <laughs> i love what you wear to commercial and heels where do you get your inspiration to put an outfit together i love that <laughs> um thank you very much first of all um so i i don't know like really is it like where i get my inspiration i think i know what colors i like and what works on me i know my body type and what works well with my shape and yeah i think i got like loads of personalities within my (laughs) within my dress sense so i can be like super glam and then the next like and then i can be then like the next breath in like a matching tracksuit I think it's just the colours. I know that work well for my skin type. So I like wearing gold jewellery. Um, I like neutrals on me. Then sometimes a pop of colour. And then I do like it when I have something that likes, you know, something that's baggy on the on the leg, but then it brings in my waist because I got an hourglass figure. Um, like today I'm wearing like an all-in-one unitard. So I think, yeah, I, I just have like staple bits and then I can mix and match. I'd say that's really like my my fashion sense. But I don't know if I said, I can't remember if I just said, but I do love PLT. That is where I do do a lot of my shopping and like places like Bershka as well. I love Bershka, Zara. You know, I'm a basic bitch at heart. I love Zara, but don't we all? They just have... They do have amazing staple bits, I will say that. <clears throat> okay, next question. If you have one, can you think of your most anxious moment? So yeah, this is something I did speak about on um, part one. 
it's definitely that my second anxiety attack and this was the moment where I realized it's okay to kick people out of your circles and they don't belong in there and they never really truly belonged in there but now I've got stronger boundaries in my life where I don't let people in and think that it's okay to push themselves into those circles um, where they think that they belong. But I didn't feel strong enough to remove them. But now I've done it, the first time you do it, it's horrendous. And I think this is what set off my anxiety the most. But now I've done it, oh God, I don't even let them close to my circle in the first place. So it doesn't even feel half as bad. And I did have a lot of regret of why didn't I kick them out of my... <laughs> it sounds it sounds like you're getting kicked out of a nightclub, but <laughs> kind of is. Like, you're not allowed in my space. Like, this is my space. Like, you're not allowed in my life. And I, yeah, I doubt... Um, not, not doubt, sorry. I would regret um, how long, like, certain people were in my life for. Um, and then I realised, actually, it's because it's a lesson. And it goes back to everything is a lesson. And now I've gone through that lesson... I've learned massively not to let people step over my boundaries and think that it's okay to be in, well, to try and be in those circles. Here's a lovely tip, actually, that one of the queens sent in, and it is something we do hear a lot, but I think we often can forget. Tip, if I'm thinking something negative about myself, I imagine saying it to someone else or my younger self which makes me shut up because why would I say that? Honestly, that's so nice. Like, the way your inner voice talks to yourself, would you let someone... Would you talk to someone else like that? No, you wouldn't. Because we are so hard on ourselves. It's nuts. It is nuts how hard we are, like, on our on ourselves. So just speak to yourself how you speak to your best friend. And that's something I always think as well, like, cheer, even like when you're starting something new and you're doing something outside your comfort zone, instead of being like, why am I here? What am I doing? Talk to yourself like you talk to your best friend. Like, I'm proud of you. You're doing something new. You're stepping outside your comfort zone. Oh my God, I can't wait to see your growth. These are the things that you would say to a friend. So same to yourself, because you deserve it. Okay, so next one. From another queen, how to deal with negativity slash negative comments. I am going back to Mel Robbins. Let them. (laughs) Let them chat the shit that they want to say. And believe me, I have had people chatting shit about me, which is so not true. And I get to the point now where I just laugh. And before I get really affected, now I just laugh and I just think, well think what you want but then I know the people who are in my circles wouldn't believe it and that's all that matters to me I know it's not true and the people who are in my tight circle know that's not the case and it's not coming from those people so why do I care so I think it's not caring what people think of you which is hard it is so hard because I'm such a people pleaser um, but negative people make comments because they're they're like what's the word projecting they're projecting if something makes someone feel the need to make a negative comment 
majority of the time it's because they're not happy in their like in that aspect of their life that's what i think anyway so if someone's saying something about me it's because maybe they're going through something so if anything i do have empathy when people do project and yeah i just don't let it face me anymore i just think they're not in my circle it doesn't matter and if they are in my circle i reevaluate where they sit in my circle so i hope that helps okay so next queen hello <laughs> hello <laughs> what can you recommend to lift moods to lift my mood i'm assuming i've been unwell for two weeks and had and had intrusive thoughts. So literally today, funny enough, I was listening to Mel Robbins again. As you can see, I'm obsessed. But everyone's is going to be different for this one. And what she said is, funny enough, this subject came up of like, what what stage of your life was you happy? You feel like you was really happy, like maybe like a week or like you know a period of two months or something where you feel like you were really happy. What were you doing in those in that period of your life? Was you looking after yourself? Like, was you training in the gym or going to a dance class? Boxing, I don't know, whatever, like, hobby you have. Was you doing your hobby? Were you drinking plenty of water? Was you eating and enjoying your eating, but in a balanced way? Sleep. Are you having plenty of sleep? Are you seeing your loved ones enough? Are you seeing your friends? I think those are big things to question and and that's probably why you were happy in that part of your life is because you had a nice balance of things. Like, were you enjoying your job? All these things, I question, like, what was happening in your life when you felt happy? And what can you change to to make yourself feel happier. And I think this is something, you know, it does make people feel uncomfortable and make, make people not want to listen to the rest of this, but you are the one, only you will make change to your life. No one else will do it for you. So if you put action into into your life and making changes, then you will see differences. And it is quite difficult because, you know, you get into this world of like, I don't know what to do. Like, I I really need to go to the gym, but I don't have time. Or like, oh, I can't see my friends this week. I've got so, like, you know, my deadlines and work is so much. And sometimes you've got to prioritize, like change your priorities, of course, what you got to do with work is what you got to do. But are you setting boundaries in work? Are they making you stay late at night and you're not getting paid for it? These are all examples, obviously. Like, are you... I'm trying to think of other examples. Like, are you really unhappy with your weight? But then you're not doing anything actively to change it. I think just putting things into action. And when you put things into action you feel like on top of the world because you're doing that for yourself. And you're like, yes, I'm making those changes. And you can see the changes that it has. Like, And then when you do those things, you probably sleep better at night. 
So I think it all comes together. So have a little look at all those things, all the aspects in your life, like write down everything in your life and then see what you're doing, what you're not doing. And I think then that's a nice way of being able to get out of it. Okay, so next queen has said, dealing with my autism whilst dancing, I get over overwhelmed and I cry. I think, of course, I don't know much about autism. Um, I'm not qualified, of course, in anything really I'm saying, of course, this is just my opinion. But of course, like with autism, I don't know much about autism as I don't have autism myself. Um, so I can't really speak on experience. But what I can say is seek the right help and talk to you in a circle. And as well, anyone like, I don't know, in your job, um, like your manager, or if you're I don't know, in university to your leaders. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, you're in a circle. Like, talk to the right people and make sure that you speak to them and seek advice. And maybe um, maybe therapy will help. And go into the right people to seek help on how to deal with your autism. And then, important this is, dance should feel like a safe space. So set boundaries so it stays like that. So I think if you're doing something that you absolutely love, but you're ending up getting overwhelmed by it, I think set boundaries. So why why is that making you feel upset? What is it with what you're doing? But you know you love it. So I think reevaluate and like really strip back and like go step by step of what what is affecting you and this doesn't have to do with specifically like of course with the queen who's written in about autism it could be about anything like what exactly at what moment do you feel like oh god i think being really self-aware at that moment and then you can try and pinpoint it and i think when you talk to someone then about it then you can pinpoint and it kind of becomes clear rather than staying in your head and getting caught up in your head that's the worst thing you can do so definitely talk to someone, seek help and set boundaries so then you can enjoy what you love doing. This is an interesting one and and important because all females will have to do it. Smear testing. One of the queens was just, just wrote and said she would like me to talk about it. And maybe I thought, I didn't know exactly what to say because I'm not a doctor so I don't know exactly little point by points but with smear testing it is so important to get if you are 25 and you or above and you haven't had your smear test get your smear test there's a reason why you must get your smear test so and it's not even that bad like obviously some people's is different but from my experience I didn't even know so of course I open my legs they put whatever they needed to inside of my vagina and and then when that's it and I was like oh that's all honestly like I feel like people build it up to a lot worse and I know that some people have had you know bad experiences but from my experience it wasn't that bad so if you're if you're scared and you listen to this I hope it makes you feel at ease like I actually thought they hadn't even started they were like one they were like one two three did it and I was like oh thinking they had like five more steps to do because of how awful some people said it was but what could be more awful is leaving it 
too late. And that's what you got to remember. And again, I don't know too much about like smear testing and obviously the medical like side of things. But what I do know is you need to get it sorted because the results, then they can catch it earlier on what they need to catch and then they can treat it. So next is my final story. I say story, sorry. It's not a story. Well, it's someone's story, but it's because it's it's quite a lengthy one. So if you are listening in your house, maybe put, um, maybe put the kettle on and pause for a second as, yeah, this is um, one of the queens have written in and she would like me to discuss it. Okay, so high heels empowerment team. I listen to your podcast, The Empower Hour on Spotify. I don't know if you still do dilemmas slash advice, but wondered if you had any advice for this as it's heels dance related. I've been dancing in heels since 2019, but I'd say I really got into it in 2021. One of the lockdowns when joined um, Geo, what, me, <laughs> my online class. Um, I'm not from Cardiff and my local classes weren't running. As I've grown with my dancing, I've also found more confidence in myself and my body and experiment with different outfits, something I, I never thought I'd do. Just like to say, before we get back to the story, huge slay, congratulations. I am so proud of you. Okay, back to the story. Unfortunately, last weekend, my sister messaged me out of the blue to tell me I, had, I need to delete all pictures of my niece and nephew and not post them on my private Instagram because I'm also posting sexual content. and her children can't consent to that she also said that people would visit my page for adult content my god and also see her children with which would give strangers access to her children i tried to talk to her but she refused and just repeated herself on message For context, I only have people I've met in person and 90 to 95% of them are women who dance or support my dance. I don't have many pictures of my niece and nephew on there, only a couple at my wedding and a couple family gatherings, but they're all months slash years ago. And also, I don't think I can just delete one photo from a thread and would have to delete the entire post of several photos. I'm absolutely devastated and don't want to delete special memories and feel like I'm being shamed for my hobby as she's not asked any other family members to not post her children or delete images of them on their social media. Any advice you can give, I'd be most grateful. I don't think she'll ever understand how much she hurt me and I've been really upset by this. I'm not surprised, babe. This, I'm so sorry that you've had to deal with this. And what's actually, truly, and I am just going to be really real and honest with what I think about this and some people might agree some people might not which I'm okay with she's talking about your dancing and like kind of like criminalizing it so, like she's acting like you've got a bunch of pedophiles on on the page on your page well we're actually you've got a page filled with love support a community of women who want to see you thrive so i don't want you to think my love that this your page is bad well actually you've built 
so much confidence and you've grown so much that you're able to express yourself in this kind of way with no shame from your... Well, your community's not giving you shame, but unfortunately, my love, um, your sister is shaming you for what you're doing. And there is nothing wrong with a woman expressing her sensual energy. Nothing wrong with it. And I got a funny feeling this queen messaged me afterwards and said the niece and nephew is only two to three years old. Well, they shouldn't be on social media anyway. So that shouldn't... <laughs> I don't know any two or three-year-old that is on social media. If they are, that is really shouldn't be the case. It's for adults. It's, it's for 18 and plus. And the people you have are close friends and family. So I completely understand your confusion. Um, but what I will say is, which is a shame, because you will have to delete them. Because she has every right in a decision if she feels like it's best for her and her family. And it's a boundary she's set up, which I, I think is a really baffling boundary, but we do have to respect people's boundaries. And even though it is a lot of shame she's putting on you, it's something you're gonna have to accept. And I know, and I, I sound horrible, like it sounds horrible saying it because it's not fair, it's really not fair that this is happening. And it might be that you expressing your sensuality is a trigger for her. And she, it might be something that she's struggling with herself. And so she's projecting it onto you, which again, isn't fair, but this might be something that she's struggling with herself. And she might, it might be jealousy that's coming through. And she's like, oh, like, why can't I be more like my sister? And she's looking at you and putting shame on you instead of celebrating you and how far you've come. Um, yeah, you're just dancing, babe. Like, it's, it's an art form. It, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't feel like you can't post it. And I think it is that you have to make a decision. Do you want to stop posting your dance or stop posting her children? And I think that what's within your control and she's basically said that she told you what to do anyway so I think it's just having to accept it and I think you need to give her space as well give her space let her calm down and you might have to just not speak to her for a little bit to give her time to think and she might come around but unfortunately we can't control other people's opinions and this is kind of what we were talking about earlier in the podcast is what they think let them let them think that that's what heels dancing is and dressing you know when we were um i don't know fishnets or something is is for us like it's for us and for our confidence and for us to feel sensual and to claim back our 
our yeah our sensuality and it's not for anyone else it's for us and it's for us women to share together so if anyone gets shamed in their family which i'm sure it does happen or even relationship just remind yourself you're doing nothing wrong what's wrong is what they're saying to you and hopefully they'll move with the times and realize how old-fashioned they're really being and this is why communities like Heels Empowerment is important because, you know, when you come into the space with us, you'll never be judged. We will just applaud you and we will praise you. And you know that you will... You'll feel like you're enough. I think that's what it is. You, you don't need to put any shell on yourself. You could be your your authentic self and you can grow and blossom and feeling sexy and having that sensual feel is very important and it's been shamed for women for so many years and God, that's history. And it's time that, yeah, that stops. And I think by having the community is important. So I think as well, babe, stay connected to your um, to your community and and they understand, they get it. So stick to the people who understand you and love you for who you truly are. She might come around one day, babe, but we don't know. We can't control the future. But for now, what you can do is stick to the people who, with your community, who loves you and accepts you for your authentic self i hope that helps i'm sorry if i rambled <laughs> and that's it for today i hope you enjoyed this podcast and if you would like me to do more episodes like this please let me know just send us a dm through the heels empowerment instagram page so heels underscore empowerment and hopefully we can discuss deeper subjects like this as well as much as you know there's light and shade everywhere and hopefully you've enjoyed this more deeper conversation today thank you so much for listening please tell your friends your family um another queen i don't know tell the whole world about us <laughs> and hopefully we um we could keep on doing beautiful episodes forever and ever i have been talking for too long now i'm just gonna stop because I can't think straight. I hope you enjoyed it. Lots of love, my queens. Have a wonderful, positive week.